0: You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Golf and Filter podcast. You've got a full boat here, folks. We've got a special treat for you on this Monday after the Waste Management Phoenix Open and the Super Bowl. You see Nikki, you see Dan, and we've got Trevor Reesk for the first time. Hi, everybody. Nikki, we'll start with you. How you doing today? A lot of action over the weekend. Feeling all right?
1: Yeah, I I know I, you literally hit record as I started yawning because um, I was <laughs> up until two in the morning trying to solve that dang DoorDash code to win that Super Bowl commercial giveaway thing. And I got it. I got it. So we'll, um, I don't know. They said they'll send an email out within 24 hours to tell you if you won or what you won. So maybe I'll win a car.
0: Who knows? Nice. That would be a good way to I start the won't. week off.
1: I probably won't. I'll probably <laughs> win the E-Trade baby with the pickleball paddles, but... <laughs>
0: That'd be awesome. We'll definitely talk through some commercials as well. Dan, you were just uh, telling us about some of your degeneracy fails. I I was right there with you, bud, by the way.
2: I had so many combinations involving the Chiefs winning. And all that had to happen was just like one of the guys who has been getting in the end zone, all playoffs, Kelsey, Pacheco, (laughs) any of them just, you know, get in the end. Nope. Nope, couldn't get in the end zone. Also, you know, for us East Coasters, I know that Adam, you're the lone not East Coaster. Overtime on the Super Bowl. That's that was a little uh, that was that was brutal. Brutal luckily, um Shanahan had no clue what he was doing and, and it didn't go into a second uh overtime, or else uh, we may still be uh, waiting for this game to, to finish right now. But yeah, no, uh whew. it was uh, it was yeah. something all right.
0: I had the uh, no touchdowns, the whole game prop bet going, and it looked good up until about two minutes in the first half. But then, you know, obviously that didn't happen. And now, Trevor, your first – well, so first of all, you've been on the show before. Many years ago we've thought about this, but now you're part of the GU team. How was your Super Bowl experience, your Sunday? You did a lot of cooking.
3: Yeah, but it's kind of like passive cooking. You know, you just kind of have to sit there and make sure the house doesn't burn down. So that was mission accomplished on that front. Um, I had a couple degenerate bets as well. Uh, 31 to 28 49ers was my shot at predicting the correct score, which would have paid out, you know, a couple thousand bucks. But here we are. It was it was three points. I had that right. But uh, yeah, tired today for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, you're uh, for folks who don't follow Trevor, be sure to do so at Trevor Reese. You'd see our handles on below each of our names here. Um, You are a barbecue connoisseur, I would say. Is that pretty fair? You had a lot of things on your grill.
3: Sure, we'll go with that. Connoisseur sounds good. I can. I'll put that on my resume. But uh, yeah, I had gotten a new smoker for Christmas, and this was the uh, the first run at it. I feel like using the pellets is kind of cheating a little bit, but much more convenient so it turned out well um i'm full i got plenty of leftovers and and people that were eating with me seemed to be happy so that's that's what you that's want all that matters. That's,
0: that's all that matters. matters nikki i'm sure you saw
1: poisoning that's the end goal right you know
3: <laughs> I, I mean I, i've probably done it before so uh <laughs> this one was good yeah. this, this one worked out <laughs>
0: Nikki, I'm sure you saw Trevor's uh, Masters cup. He, he he was using for the uh, the pellet yeah, scooping. Yeah, the
3: pellet scoop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's from the uh, Taste of the Masters purchase, which I I don't know what to do with all the cups because I'll I'm an idiot and I'll probably buy it again <laughs> this year. So
2: i've i've bought it every year they've offered it my wife will just will continuously say to me why do you need more of these cups i was like because the date's different on them uh we we put some out last night ourselves for people coming over i think she was secretly hoping that people would just take them with her uh i did not allow that because i'm also (laughs) the same way as you and i'll just keep buying more of them and that's the that's when
3: you when you have guests over you put out the nice you know silverware (laughs) and and glassware and all that stuff yeah i know
0: Exactly.
1: The
3: table
0: exactly. That's a Taylor Swift song. Love it, love it, love it. By the way, uh, quick side note: When did Belinda Carlisle become the voice of the Masters? Those commercials over the Super Bowl, incredible! Like, just we were used to the the docile tones or the docile tones of the piano, but we got Belinda Carlisle now. I really, really enjoyed that much.
1: When did Jeremy Renner become the voice of the PGA Tour? commercials like you got hawkeye in there like are we is the pga tour Mm -hmm. like moving into marvel territory
0: (laughs) i love it it's
2: all that ssg money now they got to use it somewhere right
0: that's true ryan reynolds should just buy the pga tour like he's bought everything else (laughs) the deadpool wolverine movie coming out i'm extremely excited about uh but yeah the commercials themselves they uh they kind of hit a lot of areas real quick just off the top of your head not to put us all on the spot was there one that stood out? Mine was the Michael Sarah Cera for Sarah uh, V lotion commercial. <laughs> Dan, I know you like that one.
2: Yeah. Uh, other than that, mine was definitely the Bet MGM one. Shout out to them for not Tom Brady. That was fantastic. Just <laughs> Tom Brady, you've won too much already in your life. You don't need to win more. That was just chef's kiss. Uh, I know Nikki was making fun of it, but I liked the E Trade Babies. I, I thought it was funny they were back and they're back playing pickleball because why not? <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I. That's, I mean, that's why I brought it up. The E Trade baby was so such a classic Super Bowl commercial, and I loved that they brought it back. Like, I feel like there's a whole, a whole genre of people out there who like have no clue where that baby came from, but mm-hmm. for those of us who did, are like, yeah, that's that's a good one.
3: I was True. I was disappointed with the uh, Eric Andre commercial. You know, you hear he's going to be in a commercial. You think I, I mean I don't know what they could do to kind of push the envelope because the Super Bowl commercial, but it was kind of boring and didn't really do it for me. I was looking forward to that one. So kind of, kind of a bummer on that front, you know, it's kind of lame. Yeah.
1: I will say I did find myself repeating every time that they advertised or mentioned like the state farm thing. Again, I did find myself going neighbor, <laughs> neighbor, like <laughs> saying that over and over. So I think that that commercial did its job.
2: I, I want to know how Timu afforded not one, but three oh. commercials at 2 million a pop. Like I My know what team like Timu sell, everything that Timu sells is like 99 cents. So it's not mm-hmm. like there's, it's not like all of us have been buying like hundred, you know, where, where's the, where'd that come from?
1: <laughs> so apparently, and I know that this happens kind of every year where like regionally different commercials, kind of like some people get different commercials. Um, the, like I never saw the Duncan commercial. Right. I had, I saw it. I only saw it on Twitter and oh, wow. okay. the, but I saw five Timu commercials. Apparently there was a Kanye commercial for Yeezy. Mm-hmm. Never saw oh, that yeah. either. I didn't see, I, don't think I saw, I saw five, the Kanye five Timu commercials, yeah. mm-hmm. which was annoying.
3: Yeah. I saw the, the Kanye one. He was just recording it on his phone, right?
0: Yeah. yeah it was very, uh, it was very weird. It was black and white. He had, I believe, his daughter on his shoulders. And then it just cut to. Vizena. He's allowed to
3: have his his daughter that close to him?
0: Not, yeah, <laughs> right? Right? I, I, I mean,
3: that's, that's yeah, I don't think risky. I saw that one.
2: I got the Timu one three times. I didn't quite get it five, yeah. but three was more than enough, too.
0: <laughs> I'm seeing on social that you can purchase the Dunkin' Donut track suits yep. that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were wearing and, and Tom Brady. So, um, I'm not saying I won't myself. do that. Is it sixty dollars? Oh my god!
2: I think I saw sixty dollars oh, okay. uh, for the jacket and the sixty for the pants. So I guess one twenty for the whole for
0: okay. the whole shebang. But well, I run on Duncan, but not that hard. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah,
2: right.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl real quick before we get into the waste management open that uh, occurred, as well as anything else about that tournament. But uh, Super Bowl More like started the out waste
1: management open.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Good one. Yep. Hey Nikki Nikki. She tries to do that every time. I get she gets me every time too. Um the Super Bowl started out slow. Uh I think the first what was the score of the first quarter? Was it three-nothing? Is that how it ended? was 0-0. Zero, zero.
2: Oh my zero, zero, zero. was it even zero? Yeah, yeah.
0: Wow. So Uh, impressions from it obviously there was a lot of extracurricular interest as there always is with the Super Bowl this one for very uh, different reasons but also two great teams in the game I think you know obviously the uh, Dan with respect to you there's there's argument to be made that the Lions would have made a better game perhaps but these were two uh, these are two powerhouse teams going at it they seemed a little nervous at first Uh, Dan what are your initial take
2: Jared Goff would have played better than Brock Purdy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Brock Purdy um, wasn't playing bad. No, he
2: wasn't playing though. that bad. No, I know.
1: Like he, um, he my, was
2: playing well. My 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 reaction was, and I'm not just saying this out of bitterness or because I had money on it. I honestly really did truly believe that both at the end of the fourth quarter and then also in overtime, that everything had been set up perfectly. Uh, for the conspiracy theorist's worst nightmare. And I honestly, truly thought that Travis Kelsey was going to catch the game winning touchdown. Like I said, I'm not saying that because I'm bitter. I'm not saying it because that's where my money was that we already talked about. I legitimately, I I said it it twice on that, the the drive that sent in over time. And then the the game winning drive, I kept saying, I was like, this is it's set up now. Kelsey is going to catch this game winning touchdown. It's going to happen. Everyone's going to lose their minds, both, good and bad from it. And it, we're going to have that ending that everyone has been joking about. Ha ha script writers for the whole year. Um, it didn't quite happen that way. Um, I honestly think that on that uh, touchdown pass, I think that everyone, including Kyle Shanahan thought that Pacheco was going to get that ball and they were at least going to try mm-hmm. to run it once. They clearly didn't uh, fooled everyone there, which is why Andy Reed is Andy Reed. Um, I also do find it funny that McCall Hardman didn't know that he caught the game winning touchdown because he didn't actually know what the new overtime rules were. Also yeah. I was reading this morning on Twitter that like half the 49ers team didn't know what the new right. overtime rules were for the Super Bowl. I think a lot of them thought that that field goal won it for them. Uh so that's always nice to know when the guys on the field don't even know what's happening <laughs> as in the Super Bowl like okay. Uh so that was funny, but yeah, um it wasn't Kelsey, it was still the Chiefs uh for as slow as it started and ended up being a great end to the game obviously i mean you always want yeah. to see it being close and come down to the, literally the last play which it did so that was exciting there at the end it it, it made it easier to stay awake as it, the game kept dragging on later and later into the night here on the east coast
0: trev your thoughts on how things played out i mean this was one of those games like dan was saying that you know started slow ended really well and you know this is one of those things where wow maybe mahomes really is the next goat
3: yeah he's he's just unbelievable in those types of moments like you just he was unstoppable that game-winning drive and we got to talk about Kyle Shanahan because this is the third time he's lost a double-digit lead in the Super Bowl he's been part of both Super Bowls that have gone to overtime lost both of those and um he didn't know the rules which is just Mind blowing to me for a guy as smart as he is. I mean, nobody's better at drawing up creative play designs and things like that with the motion that he uses. But what's he doing? What is, I mean, he's it, now maybe he was drunk during media day. People have speculated <laughs> that um, he was kind of. I mean, if you look back at the interviews yeah. that he did, he was kind of maybe not a hundred percent there. What is he doing? I mean at least you at least have to have that conversation with your team like hey there are new rules in case this game goes to overtime. I don't know what what we're doing here and um but yeah didn't didn't Joe Biden say that that's how they drew it up? That's, <laughs> yeah that's that, what that's was, was wow. going <laughs> to <laughs> i mean that's a bold to, thing I, to come out with right i have to i mean right. I had to check like
2: i had to check like seven
3: times to make sure it wasn't
2: a parody account like i'm know, like right? this is real life <laughs> um, <laughs> but and also you have you have to wonder too and, and maybe it goes back to him not knowing the rules like both teams are going to get the ball no matter what you take the ball second there because then you mm-hmm. know exactly yeah. what you have to do
3: i mean maybe the defense was just gassed at the end of the game he needed to get them a little more rest that's the yeah. only thing i could think of but yeah, traditional overtime rules—you take the ball first and you go score a touchdown, you win the game, right? So, he, there was a disconnect there, and I mean, I think for, his, for as for as great a coach as he is, it, it's just mind blowing to me.
1: Not to give that man an ounce of credit, <laughs> however, I think here we go. I think he was probably like having like as soon as that clock started like showed overtime, he, all he probably just all like i mean he probably knew that there were new rules but i think the second mm-hmm. he that clock showed overtime he's in war flashbacks he's in ptsd <laughs> he has no idea where he is anymore you know and like he's like yeah we want the ball first like i'm not going to let this happen again i'm not going <laughs> to let this happen on my watch and so then like then we see what happens. And then he like, I think then he clicks back into reality and we see, oh, you know, and I mean, but clearly there was some communication issues and because the, the whole team right. had kind of no idea what was going on. And I think there there were a couple plays before they got to overtime, though, that infuriated me simply because. and I kept going back and forth and I know I said this on the last episode too, that I didn't, I didn't really have a dog in the fight. I wasn't really pulling for either team because I didn't like, yeah, Mahomes is great. Like, but it's like, it's kind of like, they're the, they're the Alabama of the Mm. NFL now. It's like, okay, come on. Like, do we have to just keep seeing the same team winning over and over again? You know, it's like, you, you don't want another Tom Brady situation where it's like, they're just going to keep winning and keep winning. And he's not even 30, but at the same time, it's like, You know, and I would have loved to see every time Christian McCaffrey got the ball, I was like, yes, go, Mm -hmm. go, go. And then I was like, wait, but no, I don't want your coach to win. And so it was like, (laughs) I just was back and forth the whole game. I was cheering for everyone and no one at the same time. But there was a there was a play close to the end of the fourth quarter um, when San Francisco was like, I think it was like fourth and one. And they could have just kicked the field goal. They needed to just kick the field goal. And freaking Shanahan was went for it, and yeah, I remember sitting on my couch screaming, "This is this this is you! This is classic <laughs> Shanahan! Like this is why you do, lose where you lose." And they got it. George Kittle like stretches yep. out and gets the first down, and it was a beautiful. I mean, it was it was a beautiful play, and George um, by George Kittle, like, right. and I was like, "Are you joking?" Like, why does it work this time? Why does it work now? And I was furious.
0: Yeah, but that was it. Yeah. And
1: it still turned around and, you know, bit him in the butt. So I don't know.
0: It sure did. Probably a little bit of uh, justice served, I would say, uh, Nikki. I know that there was uh, a long history. And we just talked about it a little bit of the Shanahan history. But I mean, that had to be a little bit uh, sweet for you to see.
1: I think the biggest missed opportunity was the fact that they did not send Matt Ryan's in the building. Like he, <laughs> we know he's there. He was there during the pre-show. But they did not put a microphone in his hand and send him to the field to be the one to do the post-game interview with Shanahan. Like, I think a lot of people would have argued and been like, that's wrong. But a lot of other mm. people, especially, especially after that <laughs> halftime show. That we got was very Atlanta, which is the halftime show that we should have gotten when the Super Bowl was in Mercedes-Benz. Like, are you kidding me? The A-Town Stomp, Usher, Luda, like Jermaine Dupri, Lil Jon. Are you kidding me? We got Maroon Mm -hmm. (laughs) 5.
0: Yeah. What did you think about the halftime show? I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Obviously, you liked it, Nikki.
1: It was great. Yeah. I kept thinking, especially when he came out in that, like... um, second outfit with the roller skates it looked very right. much like the outfit he wore in the um that he performs in that routine with beaver so i kept mm-hmm. thinking that Bieber is surely he is gonna come out surely he's gonna perform somebody to love with Bieber, and he didn't but that's okay i'm not like a believer or anything i know there's a lot of people who are but it would have right. been cool but it was way cooler to see the people who did come out um alicia keys had a little bit of a rough start with that first note, but she brought it mm-hmm. back in there and <laughs> she brought it home. Um, also She's a
3: pro.
1: yeah her <laughs> usher her and Usher must have a very secure relationship and her husband must have a very secure relationship or friendship with usher because just the way that that man was mm-hmm. like all up over her, you know that, yeah. It was noticeable. Didn't that's to mind, for sure. Though. No, they
0: didn't no. To mind. Trevor, Dan, any thoughts on the halftime show?
3: I don't know how you get roller skates on that fast. Like, isn't that kind yeah, of thing? You, you have to like lace up and and. I mean, we could have seen a shattered ankle from from Usher, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he pulled it off. That was pretty cool. Usher it was, was actually spotted
1: at a sparkle skating rink in December. Like really? in Atlanta around, around here. Yeah. There were videos that came out and they were like, look Oh sure. He's getting like, and there were all these videos in December. And so then last night after the halftime show, people were like, this is making a lot more sense now. Like I see now why the skates mm. where the skates came from. Cause he was practicing. He's practicing.
0: Yeah. I heard he, uh, he applied for a marriage license in Vegas while he was there too. Did we hear about this?
2: Really? No. Yeah, I, don't that's even I heard. Who's dating? Who who's he date? Do we do we uh, know, like? I forget.
0: He's but yeah, I've I've been told by a couple people he applied for a marriage license while down there, which is interesting. So you got to be that'll bold be the... to
3: to marry that dude after all the songs he's put out about cheating and and having yeah, love in the club know, and everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's
0: a rough. That's tough. there's got to be some that's
3: truth tough. to some of those lyrics, right? So.
0: Right. Absolutely. Watch this, indeed. <laughs> uh, all right. Any uh, final thoughts about the Super Bowl? I mean, obviously the Taylor uh, Travis, uh, we got what we wanted to see. America got what they wanted. At least a big portion of America got what they wanted to see. Any any final thoughts there?
2: Yeah, I got to say this one: um, the the chain smokers playing Taylor mm-hmm. Swift's music last night in front of Taylor Swift. Bold choice, Cotton. That's a bold strategy. <laughs> for <laughs> imagine playing Taylor Swift's music in front of her. Like, oh, okay. <laughs>
1: At least they played Taylor's version of the songs Mm -hmm. because if like it would have could have gone very south if they didn't, because you could like she would have you could tell she would have been not very happy about it. But um, I, I think I thought it was cute. I don't know. There was one moment when Travis started singing Viva Las Vegas on stage and then they panned to her. Uh, on the field, you could like just the face she's making, you could almost tell like that she had like the ick for a minute. She's like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is this necessary? Do you have to scream, sing Elvis to everyone? Right. Like right. the Beastie Boys was one thing, but like you're ruining this song. Yeah. Like let, let the singing wrong. be my thing, please. <laughs> like
0: yeah that was a little rough hat tip to uh jim nance for uh prompting him on the beastie boys by the way i was like okay I'm Jim, sure the, good job
2: i'm sure the first of many times where he will do something to inevitably embarrass her for like the funniest reason
0: oh yeah absolutely that's going to happen and i you know my I, like my wife said yesterday uh obviously a big fan of taylor as well she's like you know what this is perfect this is the way it should be go and you know have have your moment you know i i it sounded like Travis is coming back. Like I had this opinion, like thought that maybe he retires, but he some of the things he was saying is like, oh, now we could do three in a row. I'm like, oh, maybe he's thinking
2: about a- Adam, it. Adam, on the on the last episode, we said Kelsey was gonna retire if they won. And we thought that Andy Reid mm-hmm. would retire, and maybe that's where Belichick would go. But both of them were made it pretty clear last night they're both coming back. So I guess we were dead wrong there.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely see. All right. Uh, when, well, when, when does uh, he sleep?
3: When does <laughs> Taylor, Taylor sleep? When does Taylor sleep? I, I mean I, I mean I've done very little today and I'm already exhausted. She's flying <laughs> all around the world and I mean partying. She's gotta be till... Australia,
2: what, on Thursday? I mean
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it just sounds miserable to me. But whatever. <laughs> She's a better person than I am. Yeah. Well speaking same. of Jim
1: Nance, he I it caught me off guard and it surprised me the fact that um there was apparently a streaker on the field at one point and mm-hmm. he mentioned the streaker which is not something that you do you do you just say well there's a like we're there's something happening we're not gonna go to it and everyone knows what's happening but you don't say that but right. it caught me off guard that like I, I kind of would have expected it out of Tony Romo because he's like you know well oh, look at a streaker you know but like <laughs> it caught me off guard that it was Jim Nance who said it I, I, I think it was Jim Nance who said it because I was like yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. But and he did follow up by saying, oh, well, we don't want to talk about that, though. And, you know, he kind <laughs> of followed in on it. But I got to say, I I, I watched a, a, a little bit of the Nickelodeon broadcast and, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick, they, um, they're, they might give Jim Nance a run for his money a little bit. Like, I wouldn't Maybe. mind seeing a Masters broadcast oh. on Nickelodeon. I they wouldn't mind it. it. Were, I know I pitched an absolute fit. About the dude, perfect amen corner nonsense, which is very different. But mm-hmm. I think a like Nickelodeon broadcast of you know a golf tournament or something mm-hmm. might uh, be interesting.
2: The Slime yeah. Cup meets uh, Amen Corner,
1: <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had Dora the Explorer come up and explain like what penalties were, and you know where are we going back five yards and you know it it was it was great it was educational and i don't know might be might be interesting
0: can we get fred ridley slimed i mean would that be something that he'd go for maybe i don't know Could be interesting. the jackets are already green so. true and then 30 that.
3: seconds later you'd have augusta national branded slime in the in the <laughs> uh tent there or in the mm-hmm. you know where right. you the merchandise
0: love it I think we have well you know hey we got a marketing idea now so Augusta National we know you listen people
3: would buy it people buy anything with slapped on it yeah
0: the golf unfiltered podcast is supported by our friends at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club located in Lamont Illinois Cog Hill features four challenging courses including the world famous Dubs Dread they also boast one of the best golf academies in the state featuring top tracer analytics at their driving range heated bays two bars and so much more Coghill has been a longtime sponsor of the Golf & Filter podcast, and we are pleased to work with them once again in 2024. Go visit their website at CoghillGolf.com right now to book your tee time. Mizuno Golf returns as another sponsor for the Golf & Filter podcast for 2024. We have really enjoyed partnering with Mizuno Golf because, let's face it, nothing feels like a Mizuno, and this holds true for every product in their arsenal, including their woods, irons, wedges, and anything that you put in your bag. Mizuno has long been known for their high quality and high performance, and we want to bring that to our games, and you should too. Go out to MizunoGolf.com right now to learn more about all their new products as well as how they can improve your game today. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Sharp Focus Nutrition. Sharp Focus Nutrition brings everything that you need to keep playing your best from a nutritional standpoint while you're on the course. Let's face it, we probably don't eat and drink the best when we're playing golf, especially on the weekends with our buddies when we're just out there to kill some time. The folks over at Sharp Focus Nutrition have developed a step-by-step nutritional system that you can implement into your game right now to play your best. Go out to sharpfocusnutrition.com to learn a little bit more. The Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Sunday Golf. Let's face it, golf bags are a dime a dozen right now, but Sunday Golf offers different models and lightweight bag options for any golfer, no matter the course or number of clubs that you prefer to carry. I personally use the 14-club Rider 23 bag as my everyday gamer, but I also have a 6-club Loma bag for my practice sessions and casual weekend rounds. You'll love Sunday Golf's casual take on the game, including their golf bags, apparel, and accessories. Be sure to visit SundayGolf.com to learn more. So let's talk a little bit about the golf now. And so, all right. I was thinking about how we can cover this topic. The waste management Phoenix open has gone in so many different directions throughout just a few days. Obviously, we all are aware by now of Saturday's debauchery where they had to shut down the gates. They couldn't let anyone else in. We saw reports of half a million people just converging down on TPC Scottsdale. Um, I have been to the tournament once. It's definitely a sight to behold. But this was a few years ago. It felt different this year. Obviously, there were so many people there. They had to stop alcohol sales. We hear reports that people were getting into the VIP booths, stealing alcohol, so on and so on and so on. My goodness, Nikki, where is the Waste Management Phoenix open right now in the greater lexicon of golf? Is it, is it time for an intervention?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, yes, because the players are pissed about it. The players are—you're not going to have the top name players come back next year if they don't change some things. If they can't guarantee that people aren't going to yell things in their backswing and scream at them, and there's there's an expectation, I think, on 16 that you're going to hear noise, but there's there shouldn't be an expectation that you're going to get yelled obscenities at and even on that hole and in your backswing and they're like you shouldn't be yelling things as someone's over the ball at any point um right. and that has started happening outside of 16 and across the course and a lot of people are blaming oh well the weather and oh that well, forced people more closer to the ropes and it forced people here and there. I don't care. Like, that's just not what you do at a golf tournament. And I know, I know I've said this before and I know I've made jokes about this before, but like the fact that my first golf tournament that I ever went to was the masters and until I was well into adulthood, like even seeing the waste management, you know, well before this year, I used to be like, Oh, and you know, clutching my pearls <laughs> kind of situation but like especially this year i'm like y'all have got to get it together like what are you doing you're just peeing places like there are bathrooms what are like what that's disgusting i mean yeah. where it, are it, your parents <laughs> exactly it is kind too far i mean I, mm-hmm. personally i hope that like there's some some sort of way that um, those people could never come back again, but I don't know. I don't know that the only way that they could guarantee that the players will come that the top name players would come back to that tournament is to make it a designated event. But then you make it a designated event and it forces that kind of behavior out of people because it's going to force like people to want to come. And it's Mm -hmm. you're putting yourself in a in the cycle. So I don't know.
0: A lot of things happening at once, Dan. I mean, we know that the weather had a lot to do with the parking situation. We understand a few of the parking lots were closed as well, which didn't help things. But I mean, where are you at on this whole thing?
2: Well, it was the it was always the outlier event on the tour schedule. It was always the one that was advertises the party with golf as kind of the ancillary thing in the background. But it was like the lovable outlier. Uh, Saturday made it no longer lovable anymore. It's just the outlier now. Um, I'm not really sure the logic as far as the organizers of the event went go for when it came to Saturday, mm-hmm. because we had known we, the, the public had known for what, two weeks now that Saturday, the third, the third round tickets had been completely sold out. So right. on its own, you were already going to be at max capacity come Saturday. Then the second round bleeds into Saturday because of the weather and they just, Someone decided to say, hey, everyone with a second round ticket can just come back on Saturday all day, knowing that they were already going to be a capacity with just Saturday tickets alone. And so Mm -hmm. obviously when you have a sold out third round and a second round bleeding into the third round and allowing those people with their Friday tickets back in on Saturday. I mean, at that point, what do you really expect? Um, I also did find it funny. I don't know if anybody else caught this yesterday uh, when I was watching some of the coverage, you know, leading up to the start of the Super Bowl. Uh, They were showing a lot of commercials for like upcoming tour events in the next few weeks. They also threw a random Sanderson Farms uh, commercial in there, which shout out to Will Bardwell. But that's not really coming up on the schedule here. That already happened. But anyway, um, and so they they were running a bunch of players commercials and they were like, come to the party that is TPC Sawgrass. And I'm like, guys, do you really want to be advertising anything involving a party right now after what just happened (laughs) yesterday out here? Like, we really want to go ahead and advertise more partying after... Like the fire marshals had to come out to your event yesterday. Like what are we, that might not yeah. have been the best time there, that particular commercial, but um, yeah, I mean, it was a perfect storm of things. Um, The, the, the organizers came out and said, well, a lot of the areas where people would normally sit and, and stand and congregate because it's the stadium style were which we saw were completely covered in mud, which, then we saw them turning the fans using those that area as slip and slides. So, you yeah. know, uh, but it made it so there were only certain places people could be and they were all con- on top of each other. And yeah, I, I guess it was a perfect it was a perfect storm event, literally and figuratively because of the weather. But like, you've got to have a contingency plan in place, like knowing for as long as they knew that Saturday was a sellout. I, I, and I, I hate to say it, but I think that's got to be the one time where you say, hey, guys, sorry, I, anyone that had the Friday tickets. I know you didn't get to see the entire second round, but uh, tough, you know, I, I, Nikki mentioned the Masters Augusta does it. If if Friday gets rained out, you don't get to take your Friday tickets and use them on Saturday. At least I don't believe so. Right. Um, you just it's it is what it is. And sorry. And, and, and you know, we, we hate it that it happened yeah. that way. But that's what happens when you play outdoors. And, you know, it is what it is. So uh, I, I I would be. I'd be willing to bet that that won't happen anymore. That if if we see these situations going forward where they have rain delays and rounds bleeding into the next day, they're not going to just let everyone in with the day before's tickets anymore. Because that that yeah. right there would have solved so many issues that they just didn't let all the Friday people back in on Saturday.
0: There's a good chance that that would have. Um Obviously, there's some changes that need to be made. If you you know if you're in agreement with the points that we're making, Trevor. You know I know that this was a situation where live golf was. Somewhat down the road in Las Vegas. Obviously, the Super Bowl also in Las Vegas. If some changes need to be made perhaps to the waste management, but do they need to be made to the degree where this is now watering down the waste management open too much on this very highly competitive atmosphere that we're at in men's professional golf?
3: Yeah, I mean they do need to make some changes. I I mean, if you go to a bar and you're overserved, they don't serve you anymore. Like I mean right. what and, and maybe that, you know, the people are just volunteers or whatever, handing out beers and stuff. They don't care, but you know, you can't be there for 12 hours, you know, and, and drinking constantly the entire time. I mean, mix in a water or two, but um, I go back and forth on this. Cause I'm like, well, you know, for the past few years, I'm like, yeah, this is a little crazy, but maybe I'm just getting old, you know, like <laughs> maybe that's what it is. But no, this year it definitely crossed the line and I wonder how much uh, live kind of influences that from a fan perspective, because Mm. you do have these live tournaments where it's more of a party atmosphere and uh, that kind of thing. I wonder if consciously or subconsciously fans are like, you know, we're out here at a golf tournament. We're going to, we're going to party it up and and maybe that ramp things up a little bit. Um, I I hate that it's Zach Johnson that has like the quotable line (laughs) of the week when he's like, don't serve me. To a thing, you know, so like it, it had to be Zach Johnson. I mean, it just had like that's the mm-hmm. guy we all kind of think he is. <laughs> and, right. and it turned out to be the case. Um, But yeah, like Dan was saying, I mean, what do you do with with those people that had tickets? I mean, can you give them tickets for next year? I mean, there's got to be like a simple solution to right. that. Um, It just and from videos I saw look miserable, kind of. With just just people jam packed at the entrance and, and trying to get in places to see some golf, um, it just looked like it it wasn't fun at all. And and you got people jumping in sand traps and it's just it's too much now. Not good. Um, I, I wonder what the tour will do in response. I mean, do you limit ticket sales? Do you limit alcohol? Well, you know, I, it's got to be on the table now, right?
0: Right, and at a time when the tour is already kind of bleeding sponsors a little bit, you know, we've got the Honda that is no longer, we've got others that Wells Fargo and others. I mean, for different reasons, of course, but this is one of those things where I don't know if Waste Management wants this image that bad. Obviously, it's always been played up as the party spot, you know, and that's something that they've leaned into for a long time. And I've had a few people who were actually at the tournament, not only this year but also last year when the Super Bowl was in town at the same time, and they said this year was even worse which is kind of mind blowing to me. So I also think there's a fair amount of validity to everyone just kind of lost their damn mind over the last few years. I mean, let's face it. We've all kind of gone through this thing worldwide about, you know, this trauma and the pandemic and everything else. And now people are just, Oh, I can go and do whatever I want And these. And I think Nikki, you were saying uh, in our group chat where, you know what, this is just a time for them to kind of release. And now these kids are now old enough to go and do this stuff. And maybe this is just a natural progression of everything that else has happened. Um, you know, I thought that was a really good point that you made Nikki.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I was, I got, on, I was on a soapbox a little bit, I'll admit, but like, I think, you know, some of these college age kids that were there, um, they were like, what, 18 years old at the start of the pandemic and, you know, seniors in high school. And so they like, you know, transition into adulthood was kind of taken away from them. And, um, That Well, the transition into adulthood that kind of the rest of adults got. Um, And so I think that has some to to maybe to do with it. Um, But at the same time, a lot of the videos we were seeing of people like just sitting on a stool and peeing because they were so drunk and they thought like, I don't know, maybe they were in the bathroom or they just were so drunk that they couldn't hold it. I don't know. Or they were just peeing in the grass or peeing in, those were like not college kids. Those were grown ass adults. Um, and so I think like there's something, whether it's seasonal depression, whether it's just the, like you said, the culmination of all of the drama combined, uh, whether it's the fact that like, We are at the start of another election year and it feels very kind of deja vu y. um, And people are just kind of on edge. I don't know. Um, But I think, like, to Dan's point, there's a lot of like perfect storm kind of situation where, um, you know, it's a lot, it's a combination of that and the too many people and the weather and the they didn't stop serving them alcohol and just kind of all of the above that made it too much. Uh, I think also add in just the, the general overall tension within professional golf right now, um, between PGA and live and PGA and the PGA, you know, of with between the players and the tour and them not knowing who their boss quote unquote is and where their paychecks are coming from and, you know, all the above. So, um, yeah, I think just it all boiled up to a, Let's all lose our minds at the same time.
0: And they certainly did that in in many ways. You know, uh, Trevor, kind of like you, I go back and forth on this a lot, too, because, I mean, I know on one one hand, you need to still keep this differentiating aspect of the tournament. And, you know, there's plenty of people that probably really look forward to this. And then there's also a lot of people that have been going to this tournament for years who are like, you know what? This has just gotten away from us, you know. And Nikki, to the points that you just rose, you know, it is a time when it's just a lot of weirdness going on and divisiveness, and people just want that release sometimes. And then, what I think, what I think bothers me the most about this whole situation. First of all, I'm glad that I don't have to make the decisions to fix this thing. Uh, secondly, I think no matter what the tour and the Thunderbirds, the organization that runs the tournament, what they end up deciding, there's going to be a big group of people that don't like it. You know, and Dan, I mean, I don't know your thoughts on on moving forward past this point. I mean, we've already talked about maybe making it a designated event, just kind of keeping in that way to protect the field as far as who's going to come and make up the field. Is there anything else, Dan, that you would think about in regard to this particular event, the time of year it's taking place at? You know, if you had a blank slate, I guess, what would you do to reimagine this tournament?
2: Yeah, I don't even know if just making it a permanent designated event would necessarily fix it because Rory showed us last year that you you're allowed to skip designated events, you may get fined for it, but you can like designated events doesn't even guarantee that they're all going to if they if they're willing to eat the fine and skip having to go and play in that environment like Rory did it already last year not it not at that particular one, but at a different um elevated event, you know. Right. I I don't think you can move it into a different part of the calendar just from a logistical standpoint, because the tour likes to stay regionally. They like to go where they start off in Hawaii, California, and then slowly move their way, uh, East and South down into Florida. So, I mean, unless you were to make it even more of an outlier and just throw it somewhere where it doesn't make any geographic sense. Sure. That's not going to change anything either though. I mean, it's, Mm. the location of it on its own. I mean, it's, it's in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is already a party area. You've got, Arizona and Arizona state right there. It's, it's a, it's a big, you know, retirement community too. So you're just going to have a ton of people already there uh, that time of year. You have even more people there because you have a lot of people uh, I think from Canada that come down and stay in that, in that Phoenix Scottsdale, Arizona area uh, during, during the winter months. Um, I, I think the, the, <laughs> I think the only thing you, if if you really want to make it where it's just another PGA tour event, you rip out the, the, you, you return 16 to how it was, uh, when tiger made his ACE in what was it? 97, 98 Mm -hmm. when it was, I mean, there were still people surrounding it, but it was just, it looked like a regular, every other hole where there's just people along a rope line. There wasn't a crazy built out, you know, uh, arena essentially, uh, built out around it. Um, I know that, you know, they, 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 it's evolved over the years where they have made it where it's more high-end VIP hospitality suites around there. And I'm guessing they did that to try to keep um, it more under control. Well, that obviously mm-hmm. didn't happen because now you have everyone yeah. lining up at 3 a.m., probably drinking outside in the parking lot, waiting to run mm-hmm. in to, so they can be there at 5 a.m. And because they all have to run in at 5 a.m. to get their spot. They're now just sitting there all day drinking. Whereas, if they could just come and go as they please, maybe they don't show up until one in the afternoon when the when the, the late groups tee off, and then they're not sitting there for seven hours drinking, waiting for the first group to even hit uh, the sixteenth hole. But
0: and that is not I, a I short mean, run she, either. Yeah, I'll tell I mean, you, having done it, oh I think God. it
2: was I, I think it was you said our group chat did it. Has nobody been trampled so far? Like that's the only oh. thing that I'm that hasn't basically happened yet. But I think short of just ripping out that entire thing, which then at that point. That's what makes the tournament the tournament. So if you're going to rip out that entire um, arena atmosphere, then you're basically just making it another random nondescript fill in the blank tournament right. with fill in the blank guys playing it every week. So I don't know what the solution would be. The only thing I could think of for this one, when Trevor was talking about, well, yeah, what do you do there as far as like, if you had the Friday tickets to not let them in, I mean, most of those people weren't actually there to see a golf tournament. So if you were, if they were to say, Hey, you can't come back tomorrow. Like they already sat there and drank all day. Maybe be like, Hey, on your way out, we're going to give everyone some merch credit, go buy an extra hat or an extra shirt right. or whatever. And you can't come back tomorrow. I mean, I don't think anyone's really going to come. Well, I shouldn't say anyone. I don't think the majority are going to complain about that. Cause the majority weren't actually there to watch the golf tournament anyway they, they got their drinking in, they did their partying all day, whether there was golf being played or not. So from their standpoint, it's like, all right, whatever.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: it's a, it's an interesting yeah. tournament. Oh, and you oh, know, yeah. the, the, the course itself isn't anything really special. I mean, these guys are shooting lights out out there. It's something that they're just going to eat up time and time again. And so to your point, Dan, you know, and a few final thoughts too about the the tournament itself. I mean, 16 is everything that it is. I mean, it's, it's the, the staple of the tournament. I mean, if they did do that, which might be a, you know, dialing it back a little bit might be one way they could go in a few years. Um, then, of course, you do run the risk, like you pointed out, of kind of alienating a few fans who go there for only that reason. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing. I think people are going to have to really be open. Golf fans are going to have to be open to any changes that can occur in response to competition in this space now. I mean, live golf is what it is. Uh, This isn't about live golf, of course, but it it almost seems like every little decision that the tour has to make, whether it be about course setup, scheduling, whatever, there's always this thing in the back of their minds and that being Greg Norman and his, his crew. So it'll be interesting to see how things play out. Any final thoughts on the tournament? Uh, Trevor, you got anything else for us?
3: Yeah. I mean, uh... talking about the the course itself i think it it does create a good amount of drama coming down the stretch which um you know a lot of courses don't do that and to rip out the stands on 16 i think that that would be a huge bummer because um like my dad is a casual golf fan at best but he looks forward to watching that part of the tournament just to kind of see how the guys handle that atmosphere um, how they react to being booed for a bad putt and things like that. I mean, it does make it unique. It makes it a, a cool event, but people got to handle their booze. And that's, I mean, yeah. how are you going to do that? I mean, other than maybe, right. you know, maybe you have more police or you have more security type people there that can kind of monitor the situation. But I, I would hate to lose the things that make this tournament special. And um, 16 is certainly one of those Um, you know, maybe there's assigned seats or something. It's not a free for all or, um, just something as simple as that could help. But, uh, yeah, I would hate to lose the specialness of, of this tournament because it's not a designated event. There's no reason why the top players would come there other than they want to be a part of that atmosphere. They want to be a part of the, the environment. And, uh, if we could find a way to just not go over the top with, with that, um, I think it's still a great tournament. It's it's a great spot on the schedule, provided they finish before the freaking Super Bowl starts, which right. they did not. Um, I, I, we got to figure that out as well. Um, but I, I just, I, I love the tournament itself. I, I mean, I still love it when the guy comes out to cut the hole in the morning and he's getting yeah. cheered and stuff by the crowd. I think that's still fun. I mean, just we got to handle our booze, people.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. that's the biggest problem, honestly. I think... I think even the like letting Friday people come in would have, because to Dan's point earlier, a lot of those people aren't really there for the golf. So they probably didn't think, okay, we sold 100,000 tickets on Friday. 100,000 of the Friday people are going to return for Saturday. They probably thought like a fraction of those people are going to come back um because they know people travel in for those tournaments they probably plan their week knowing okay i can only come for this day or i either already had a friday and saturday ticket um so um you know i don't think it was necessarily the capacity that was the problem it was the alcohol that was the problem Mm. i think Mm. you know you've got to do something like a you know do it like you do it like a brewery or something where you have like a wristband of you get this many alcohols a a day, you know, and if you start at 5am and your wristband has already been punched at and with all your holes at nine, sorry, that's all of them, you know, and if you need to borrow buddies to get them, then that's fine. But then your buddy's out and you can't like, you know, you only have so many wristbands and so many punches and whatever it is, you know, people are going to find a way to like rig that system too. But at the same time, like it, it at least, you know how many beers you're going to be selling how many drinks you're going to be selling you know you can increase the number on the high level box vip wristbands or something but i think the the problem came down to the alcohol and how much alcohol was sold and how that it wasn't handled in the best way um but overall like the the actual tournament and the play was was great. Like it was a good finish, and and I hate that I hate that the weather delayed it to the point that it overlapped that finish with the Super Bowl because everybody turned over to the Super Bowl and not a lot of people watched yeah. that finish. And I I was gutted for Charlie Hoffman because he had such a lead, and then Nick Taylor came back and you know ended up in a playoff finish. And now that's the second time um, that Nick Taylor has come back and forced you know a, a victory over someone who. The, like America was all rooting for that hasn't had a win in a long time and everyone's right. rooting for and then all of a sudden Nick Taylor's like and they come back and win and ironically enough Adam hadwin is wearing the exact same <laughs> outfit he was wearing the last time when he ran yep. out and congratulated Nick Taylor and got tackled um but yeah I mean it was a good finish that was I mean everybody loves a playoff finish like that and it was a great finish and it just, Nobody got to see it because, you know, it ran up against the rule. And some of that wasn't their fault either. You know, they did everything right. they could. It's just weather's weather. But this is now the second tournament in a row that weather has forced delays. And, you know, last week it was delayed to the point they couldn't even, you know, they called it. So, yeah. Um, but we've seen a lot of that. It was like that last year too, where they pushed to um late finishes or Monday finishes or, you know, whatever. So. But they yeah. y- they weren't going to do a Monday finish yeah. with what Tigers Tiger has a presser today. So they weren't yep. going to miss that and not make it to RIV. So
0: 7 p.m. Eastern, from what I understand, is when that announcement comes. So stay tuned, sports fans. Dan, Real you got, quick you got, too. You got yeah, I,
2: I want to know. Yeah, we've all been to our fair share of tour events. We know how expensive it is to drink at these things. How are all these people affording to drink for 12 hours straight at a tour event when beers were like 15 bucks a pop? Like that's I'm still trying to figure that one out. Like, where's this? Yeah. And it's a lot of college kids. Like, I'm not no, I'm not judging anyone. But like, where's how are you affording this?
0: Love will find a way, Dan. That's what I, that's what I think <laughs> happens with these folks. Uh, real quick, too. I know we're up against the clock. Um, Smiley and kids. Uh, really good. Smiley Kaufman, Kevin Kisner on the 16th. I think we need to see more of those duos. Nikki, what were your impressions on that?
1: Yep. Love it. Need more of it. It was great.
0: Really, really good. Uh, Trevor, I want
1: Smiley and Kiz in a kayak on <laughs> by the island green at the players. Like love it. I need them wearing like life vests in a boat, um, calling every shot. At the players.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Kiz is
3: awesome. And, uh, you know, like he's the same guy all the time, right? Like he's, he's not putting on like an act as part of the broadcast. I mean, he's, he's the same guy all the time. He's got great insight. He doesn't, um, kind of talk over the, the broadcast and things like that. Um, I think he offers a perspective that a lot of like, look with golf broadcasting, we've heard from like the same people. For the longest time same handful yep. of people and it's good to have a new perspective um out there i you know i don't know how this affects his playing career but like i i would love to see him and hear from him every week um and yeah smiley's yeah. great on the course as well um, but like i said i mean it's it's a nice change of pace from the usual that we've seen for the past decade or so or you know even longer in in a lot of cases so i'm, I'm all mm-hmm. for it
1: he even sure. said last weekend that, th- that being on the, like down on the field, um, felt so much more relaxed and laid back and like a podcast that he was so scared that he was going to drop the F bomb. Um, <laughs> that like dip- and how different it was from being like at the desk when he did that a couple of weeks ago. So, um, but that he loved it, that he loved that atmosphere a little bit better, I think, but, yeah. um, it would have been very funny. If he had gotten that thought, I think
0: absolutely it's gonna happen at some point, Dan. Uh, smiley, a lot taller in person than I think. I don't know, (laughs) friend (laughs)
2: friend of GU. Now, (laughs) I I don't know about that,
0: (laughs) probably not after the comment I made and you had to correct me. Yeah, yeah,
2: sorry, but uh, no, I I thought they were great. I'm all for Nikki's idea, put him in a canoe and stick him out in the water there over by the tree. on on seventeen, uh, kids ain't no hobby apparently. Uh, golf commentating either, just like playing. So he's uh, <laughs> he's been awesome. He's been bringing it. Um, I think they need to definitely lean into more of him uh, on the weeks that he's not going to play. Obviously, like like Trevor said, who knows what it's going to be as far as like his week in week out playing. But I think if there's ever any week that he's not playing, and NBC has the has the coverage, they need to get him out there and put him out there with the people and just turn him loose.
0: Yeah, amen to that, Trevor. For for context, we ran into Smiley at the PGA show a couple of weeks ago, and he turns to me and he goes, "This is my first show," and I'm like, "Really? It's your first show?" And Dan's like, "Because he's usually playing Adam," <laughs> so not a good look. Not it. Sorry, Smiley. If you're ever listening. <laughs> all right. Well, we, we covered a lot there, folks. Uh, on behalf of Nikki, on behalf of Dan, on behalf on behalf of Trevor as well. Thanks for tuning in. I just want to remind everyone that we are uh, made possible by our good friends over at Bridgestone Golf. They are the title sponsor of the Golf and Filter Podcast. Be sure to go check out all their cool stuff, including the new mindset decal that they've got on their golf balls jason day you've seen use it and a few others i'd imagine that our good friend tiger woods is also going to play around with it they got feedback from him so why not use it and also be there you go dan thank you <laughs> and be sure to also follow all of us over at golf unfiltered uh on all the social media channels but you can also see all of our individual ones here on the screen for our friends over at youtube so until next week we'll be talking uh very soon take care everyone